I think Gio was probably like four or five months. Yeah. And we got into a big argument in the house and we noticed, oh, she's taking note of this. She's watching. She's watching. She's <laughs> she's like, reacting oh, no. now. She started to cry. Yeah. And that yeah. kind of like, it hit us oh, like in our hearts our a little bit. Hearts. Broke our hearts. We hated that. So that was stage two. Like, oh, now we, we really can't communicate like we used to because yeah. we have a baby that now we have to be an example for. Everybody, it is Stephanie, and welcome to the family business with the Alessis. I am here with my husband. Hello, hello, hello. Christopher Muina, and my name is Stephanie Muina, and we are just so excited to be here today. The last time we did a podcast together was like months ago, probably six or seven months ago, when Rochelle was pregnant with Marino. Yeah, and I don't think we've done one just us two. So no, let's see we how haven't. this goes. I'm very excited to see how it it turns out. We've we got a different vibe, but it's fun. We we I like that we get to bring people into our conversations and you have a lot to add to this topic. I have a lot to add to this topic cuz you and I we've learned a lot about communication um after children and how to change that communication. But before we get into any of it, I do need to mention we have merch that we will be selling and I am so pumped for you guys to see it. We have uh, the gray sweater, which is my favorite. Which one would you want, babe? I kind of like the them. little baby onesie. Same, same. We'll probably need two of those soon. Mm-hmm. And just so people know, we are 19 days out from our due date for our second child, Matthew Muina. Yeah, it seems like every time we come on the podcast, there's like a new phase of life that we're <laughs> either entering or just have entered. First, it was marriage. Yeah. Then it was our first baby. And now it's having two or the second one about to come. <laughs> yeah. Chris, can you, before we get into this whole topic, because we're going to be talking about how you and I had to change our communication skills after we had Gia. And, but there's, there's a lot of context that I would love for you to explain, like our, our story, um, not really our dating story, but how fast we were engaged, how fast we got married, and then how fast we had the baby. Can you tell them the whole story about how that all rolled out? So we were dating, well, before we started dating, we didn't really know each other at all. So there was no like really history of each other. So we were dating for uh, six months. Six months. And then we were engaged for six months. We got married. Five. Okay. Yeah. We got married within the year. Yeah, we did. And then we had Gia within, before our, like a month before our first year anniversary. Yeah. We got pregnant, I think a month and a half into marriage. Yeah. Um, So things changed in our lives. (laughs) fast um but at the same time I'm, I'm kind of a believer that whether it takes a long time or a f- or a short amount of time that change is still going to hit you like a ton of bricks that yeah. you have to deal with at some point or another yeah so yes we had to deal with them a little bit faster than maybe some other people have to yeah um but we still are, are learning to deal with them in the same <coughs> the same ways and hopefully in a healthy way yeah no that was we learned that pretty fast because we had a moment where we were like did we do things too fast? I did at least. I was nervous that maybe we ran the whole like children thing and marriage thing too quickly. And then we would get around other couples and they would be having, and they were couples that took their time, took their time getting married, took their time having kids. And we all had the same exact struggles. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's something that that you and I were called to do. We We knew immediately when we met, like, this is the one for me. And we both got guidance, but 
It was pretty crazy. Well, there's something about just blending two different lives together now as one. Yeah. That there's going to be conflict. There's going to be learning. And there's going to be kind of a change that you have to kind of overcome no matter the timing of it. Yeah. And it's like you said, as long as you know you're... You, you have a clear direction from the Lord that, hey, this is the person that you're going to marry or this, this is the time to have kids. <coughs> then you can kind of always go back to that. Yeah. So. so just let's ask the question then. How did your communication change after we had children? Because it we kind of had, we threw ourselves into that whole life. We didn't really have that much time to develop communi- proper communication before we had kids. It was a pretty we were dating and we were talking about marriage. And we got engaged and it was all about the wedding. And then we got married and a month and a half in, we we got pregnant. So we immediately had to start training our brains, "Oh man, kids are coming. This is going to change our marriage. This is going to change us." We didn't even really have a lot of time to build our own foundation just you and us, you and me. It was, we built a foundation with Gia from the beginning, which I think worked out really well for us. I I needed that personally. That was totally God. But big question to you, how do you think our communication, what was something that we had to prioritize in our communication after we had Gia? I think it was definitely being intentional with the time that that is allotted to yeah. us, whether that's in the car driving or whether that's late at night once Gia's asleep. <laughs> or in the morning, early in the morning before Gia wakes up, kind of using those windows of of time a little bit, managing that time a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Because before, you can kind of allow conversation to come up organically or spontaneously, and, and you can talk about things like that because, I mean, there's nothing really to interrupt your time other than maybe work. Yeah. Um, with with a, a child, your focus is so much on taking care of that child and feeding them and bathing them and uh, making sure they're okay or watching them that they're not getting into trouble. That yeah. by the time you can actually sit down and gather your thoughts and bring up a topic of conversation that number one maybe you want to address that maybe I don't know something in marriage related. Yeah, and you're constantly interrupted with a child in the way, so you have to do <laughs> mommy, it. Mommy, yeah. daddy, daddy, yeah. mommy, daddy, daddy, and our child talks. A lot. Very early. She's only 18 months and she's already saying like full sentences. Yeah. So you got to, I've I've learned that when a window presents itself, whenever that window is, take advantage and be intentional about your conversation. If there's something important that you need to talk about. It's not always, but every once in a while there's something that, and I don't personally like confrontation. That's not like my strong suit. Yeah. So for me to bring up a topic that it's like, hey, this came up. And we need to talk about it. I know. I have to build myself up to it. So when my time is limited, I just have to kind of like break out of that shell and be like, hey, Steph, remember that this thing happened, whatever, a couple of days ago. Um, let's talk about this. I or, know. hey, what are we doing for the holidays? What's going to be our plan? Because, <laughs> you know, things like that. I know. We're just more straightforward about it. But what was it? I remember before what we would do, which was foolish, was we'd wait for a passive aggressive comment or we wait for a massive massive like argument and then we would finally get to this is what i i wanted to tell you this whole time 
And we would both be like, then why didn't you just say that from the start? <laughs> like, why did we have to go through a day of arguing for us to, to finally get to what we were trying to really communicate? And now we're like, okay, we need to, we need to move on from that kind of immature communicating. Well, I think, so G is a year and a half. So mm -hmm. I think it's taken us a year and a half to kind of get where we are. And the, yeah. I've, I've noticed if you kind of like reflect back on this year and a half, our communication styles has changed and grown in stages. So that first stage would be probably like two months into taking care of a newborn. Yeah. There was a blow up because oh all of our focus and attention was on trying to keep this little newborn alive. And we really, we kind of put our marriage relationship and our marriage needs kind of on the back burner yeah, because it did. was like, there's something way more important and it's this baby and neither yeah. of us know what we're doing. So it's like all of our attention was baby, baby, put baby. towards baby, yes, taking care of Gia. Yeah. And after a month or two, there was a blow up and mm -hmm. it was because of that. So that would, I think, would be stage one. And we realized, okay, we can't let this happen. We have to uh, attend to our marital needs and I have to I attend know. to your needs and yours to mine. And then stage two was, I think Gia was probably like four or five months. Yeah. And we got into a big argument in the house and we noticed... Oh, she's taking note of this. She's watching. She's watching. She's <laughs> she's like, reacting oh, no. now. She started to cry. Yeah. And that yeah. kind of like it hit us oh, like in our hearts our a little bit. Heart. Broke our we hearts. Needed that. So that was stage two. Like, oh, now we we really can't communicate like we used to because yeah. we have a baby that now we have to be an example for. Um and let's be honest, you and I were not the best communicators individually. It's not like I was a talker and you were the silent one, or you were the talker and I was the quiet one. We both didn't really come in with the best communication skills. We had to figure it out <coughs> as we went, you know? I mean, I don't think any new married couple does. I think yeah. any new married couple has to figure that out. Yeah. No, but did something definitely changed when we noticed Gia was watching. Because it was like, oh, dang. She's watching and she's taking it in. And she that night she started crying. I remember we were just, it shattered us. Because we felt, I felt so just immature about it. And I thought I could have handled that moment so much better. And then also still dealing with like postpartum hormones. I felt like a monster. I was like, I need to really learn how to handle these situations better. But of course, your first solution is then let's not argue at all. Let's try to avoid arguing completely. But that's not realistic. No, I, well, I remember that that night or the next day we had to uh, bring Gia in and hug each other and hug her <laughs> yes. and do this big old family hug and like kiss each other yes. just to show her, hey, mom and dad are okay. We like, love each it, other. look, you saw us uh, fighting, yeah. but we still love each other as a family. Yeah. So we kind of had to be do that now. Yeah. And we, well, the, you want to avoid every single argument for the sake of, of your babies, but that's just not realistic. And then I think that might do more damage to your kids because you're not teaching them conflict resolution. And I started to really, learn and practice this idea of our children learn about the world. They learn about conflict resolution. They learn about communication. They learn about relational strife and working it out from us. And you always say it, it's more through our actions than what we teach them. It's how you and I handle it. And that's when it started to click like, okay, I'd love to sit when my children are of age and they understand, I'd love to sit with them and talk to them and train them and teach them. But the best way to teach them is to just show them and to do it. And it, it clicked even further that our marriage is, that's why our marriage needs to be my number one priority at all times. 
Because if you and I are healthy, then it shows our kids, shows Gia a healthy way of communication, a healthy way to resolve conflict. And I love for my kids to know, hey, my mom, she is going to make sure that she's on the same page with my dad at all times. Well, I think one of the pitfalls that uh, marriages fall into is doing things for the sake of the kids mm-hmm. when that's kind of the half truth. I think yeah, our that's communication and we have to be on the same page because of our marriage. Our marriage has to be strong. And as a byproduct, our kids are learning healthy ways of doing things. Yeah. So then question for you. What was what were some ways that I changed my communication? No, that was supposed to be my question to you. What? Yeah. No, we were going to ask each other the same thing back and forth. <coughs> well, I initiated it. So okay. I can now communicate. So repeat the question. <laughs> the question was how can wait I kind of forgot the question. We wrote it down. What is the question? You ask me first. You ask me. The question was, Okay. what were some ways? Is there a way that I communicate differently after kids that you appreciate? That's what it was. Your clarity. I love how much clearer you are. Where you just, well, you're communicating. (laughs) Like before the issue was neither of us would communicate. But now you're communicating like I, we, and we're getting earlier and earlier. So in, in regards to the holiday conversation, we have already like talked it out. This is what I want. This is what I'm expecting because we were, we would totally like forget about, or what's the best way to say it? We would get angry at each other. And it was like, wait, why are we so mad? And it was because one of us expected something and got a massive disappointment. Like that, I think it was July 4th or something. You were expecting a certain plan for July 4th, and it fell through. And I just had no idea that that's what you were expecting. I I didn't know that's what you wanted. And now once I got, once it was clear to me what you were expecting, it made me more excited to give you what you wanted to do on July 4th. So I think not just communicating um, what, what you want, but it, communicating what you're looking forward to and expecting for a holiday, for me, for Gianna, how I handle Gia, how you want the house, whatever it is. And me being able to communicate, hey, I'm sorry, I can't do that or I can. And sympathizing and understanding why you would expect that, why you would want that, and agreeing with your desires to want that, but just being honest with, I can meet that expectation or I can't meet that expectation. So I think that was a big change. It it really wasn't just sitting around, like shooting the breeze, talking about everything, but being intentional with what you're saying and being intentional with what you're communicating. That changed, and that helped me a lot. And also kind of getting rid of the, the, the blame in communication. Like we took out all shame and we took out all disagreeableness in the conversation as well. It was, it came with a heart to get on the same page and a heart to agree with each other. (coughs) Well, I think, I think I learned through the process of uh, two, two or three years of marriage that I can't expect you to know what I want or know what, what bothers me, or I can't just expect you to know that. Maybe not yet. Maybe in 20 years I can expect that. But the first 
couple years of marriage, that's not a reality. And I think well, maybe I was putting that on you, and that's what led to kind of false expectations being not being met. Um, so I had to be a little bit more clear. Yeah. And not mean, but clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gave you now a plan or something to work with. Well, then I was excited to meet your expectations. I, I wanted to. As a wife, I really want to make you happy. Like when you're happy and when you are being Christopher Mouinha in his best self, it is my favorite and I love it. To see you just thrive because you're living life, I, I love doing that. And I think the last last Christmas when we went through that hardship of like the holidays and what are we planning to do for the holidays, we both finally came to terms with, okay, I I do want to live to make you happy. And I, I want you to have what you want. And if we can have a healthy back and forth of that, then we'll be, we'll be from every time you serve me, it makes me want to serve you even more and vice versa. And yeah, just knowing what you clearly were expecting out of something, it only fired me up to, to want to give that to you, you know? What about me? How did I change my communication? I think you... What did I do right? No, I think you didn't, you didn't let things... How am I amazing? (coughs) I I think you didn't, you didn't let things escalate to the point where you would get super defensive about things that I didn't really mean to, for it to be taken that way. Mm -hmm. You know, an an argument would not last more than one day or a couple hours. Yeah. Because it was like, okay, you you came in with a very clear head of uh, a very, what would it be, objective uh, mindset of approaching an argument or. Uh, That's nice to hear. Yeah. And that, and that it didn't lead to emotional, uh, I guess, like emotions running wild. Yeah. And then it being dragged out for days at a time. Um, yes. That I've loved about this season of marriage. You and I have learned how to just laugh off our arguments pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. Okay, good. <laughs> I hope so. I hope I'm right because I'm able to laugh them off. No, we have. We're we're now getting into like a good season of like, okay, I heard him. He's right. I get it. And he heard me. Let's just joke about it and move on. And within like a couple hours, we're over it. And if we're laughing about it, which makes it so much better. And that's another um, big thing that I think you do much better now is laughing about certain things and just turning them into jokes and making it something to, to make fun of instead of something to take so seriously. Well, I think at the, at the root of communication is that you just want to be heard. Yeah. <coughs> so... If I feel like you hear me and you are understanding where I'm coming from or why I'm communicating to this and vice versa, yeah. if I hear you and I, okay, Stephanie, I understand, yeah, then that makes you feel, that's, okay, that's, that's it. it. Like my dukes are down, my gloves yeah. are off. We can back to being back to being friends because all I wanted was to be heard. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And if I also, that gives me a ton of grace to know he's trying that even after the argument, if you fail again in what I wanted you to do, it's okay because he's trying. Like he's, he heard me that one time. He knows my heart. He knows what I I want. We communicated it. 
it's okay if it's taking him a little bit more time because it's this is his first time ever being married. This is his first time ever working this season out with me. And I I the fact that we were able to get through that conversation with laughter and understanding, I I just have tons of grace for you and I I get it. I think it also helps that both of us are doing is to follow up with an action. Yeah. So not just leave it as, okay, I get it, Steph. Like, I understand. I'm sorry, whatever. Yeah. And move on. No. What can I do now as an action to show her, not only did I hear her, but I'm willing to put some <coughs> put some traction to to our conversation. So like you, for example. You do that really we, well. We had a, it was the end of the month. We were running low on our budget when it oh comes to gosh, food. And yeah. I was like, Steph, we need to stop spending money on food. Like, we can't eat out. And you don't get offensive about it. You just meal prep that. Because we had like a week left in the month. Yeah, yeah. So you meal prep that month and we ate lunch or you we packed our lunch every day at work that week. Yeah. And it was like, okay, she's putting an effort. Like she's hearing what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, something that is, is honestly, it's still hard for me, um, is when we are coming to an agreement after an argument or a conversation. And it is very hard for me to say... Um, or it's quick for me to say, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry that that's what you heard, but that's not what I said. And it's not a genuine apology. No. I, I don't, that doesn't help us get to on the same page about how you felt about what I said or about what I did, because that's not me admitting my fault. That's me admitting that you felt a certain way and I'm sorry that you felt that way. Yeah. And it doesn't help get the ball down the field when it comes to our communication. So because I'm just more of a black and white thinker, and I truly believe sometimes what I said was not bad. What I said was not disrespectful. How could you think that it was disrespectful? And I'm learning more and more every single day. If that's how you felt about what I said or what I did, that's that's the fact. That is the fact. And if it did you wrong, my number one partner in life, my teammate for everything— if it made you feel bad and if it did you wrong, then it was wrong. And I need to learn a better way to communicate to you. And you know what? The way I communicate to you, the way I communicate to my sisters, the way I communicate to my friends, it may be different, but that's okay. And it's it's the same way for you to me. I You'll make jokes to your friends or you'll make jokes to your parents or your jokes to your family. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if he ever said that to me, I would be so ticked off. But it's because I like to be communicated to in a different way. And it's 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 just something that you and I have learned over time. But that is that's something I'm really trying to put into practice. Don't just say sorry for how I how you may feel by what I said. I'm sorry for what I said. I'm sorry for how I disrespected you. I will learn to better that as I as we move on. And I think that's been a, a real challenge, especially for you and I, because of our personalities. Yes. Where we both... Oh, my gosh. It's not that we're hard-headed. It's that we... <coughs> we're once, so strong in our... Once we know this is right, then there's not really going to... You can't really do much to change that. Yeah. Um, so if I say something to you that I don't feel is wrong, is wrong but you do, God, that's hard for me to be like... Chris, you were wrong. Like, yeah. Even though I don't think I'm wrong, but <laughs> she thinks you're wrong. So you got to have to make a change, you know, know, for some things, not for everything. There's certain yes, things that, yes. that fall on me to be like, no, this is what we're doing yeah. as a family. Yeah. And that's not going to change. Um, 
Yeah. Very rarely, but that's it's we're talking about communication. So yeah, that's that's a challenge for us because you're the same way. You're the exact you same are way. super. Uh, when something is right in your mind, it's solidified. Mm-hmm. But then when we're on the same page, it's like we're unstoppable. Yeah. And it's perfect for, for parents trying to raise good kids. Last question before we go. What are you expecting with the second child? What are you expecting to adjust when the second child comes or do more of? Gosh, I don't know. I, I think we're going to have to divide our time a little bit more where I take care of one and you take care of the other. Yeah. So <coughs> I really don't know what to expect. I'm not one to get nervous until the, the bell rings or the, the whistle blows to start to start the game. I know. So I, uh, it's just, we'll take it as it goes. We'll take There's it gonna as it There's going to be goes. a learning curve and we'll probably be back on in this podcast in six months. I know, but I'm excited to do it with you, Chris, because we've been so teachable you've been so teachable and and adjustable and so fun along the way that it's made it a really wild ride but we've changed so much thank god we changed Mm -hmm. we both needed to change yeah change is good anything else you want to say before we go no that's it i like i like communicating with you i love communicating with you you're a good communicator quiet sometimes but you communicate very, very well. Thank you. Well, that is us on the family. Oh, let's bring in Oh, my Gia. gosh. Wait a minute. We need to show our baby girl. Gia. The Gianna. Come here, Gianna. Hello, Gianna. Do you want to come say goodbye to everybody? Here. Go to Dad. Bye. Say bye. Say hello. Well, first say hello. Hello. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. She's pointing to the microphone saying, that's daddy's. That's daddy's. Can you say hello? Hi. <laughs> she... Mama. This is daddy's too. She knows what's daddy's and what's mommy's. And what's mommy's. <laughs> Are you ready, Gia? Here, come up over here and let me say goodbye to everybody. Come. Bye. Here, ready? Come sit with mommy. Okay, look at that camera. Look at Ashley. Here we go. Well, that is our talk today on the family business with the Alessis. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we hope that this encouraged you. We hope that you learned something from my husband, Christopher, and I, and I'm just so honored that you guys tuned in today. Say goodbye, Gia. Say goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Have a good day, everybody. You've just enjoyed another episode of the Family Business Podcast with the Alessis, and we can't thank you enough for being a part of our audience today. Now that you've learned more about us, here's how you can join in in the family business. First, make sure you're following our podcast right now and download this episode so you can hear it at any time. Second, think of someone you know that might need or enjoy this episode and share it with them. You'll be helping them and helping us to spread the word about the family business. Third, go to alessifamilybusiness.com and tap the Ask the Alessis button. This is really cool. You could use it to record a voicemail comment or question, and we can add your voice to our conversations. Finally, while you're on our page, tap the Reviews tab, and you'll see a link to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We love reading your reviews, and we might even share them on the show. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time at the Family Business with the Alessis, because family is everybody's business.